My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. It's that time once again. Welcome back everyone to the post race chinwag today for the 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Roll intro. Boom. Have some of that. Spinny logo. Lovely jubbly. And if you're watching on YouTube live, uh, we are joined by Minton, my uh, my beautiful sausage dog. Uh, he started acting up just before, it's literally five minutes before I start clicking stream. And he walks over, there's a mirror over there and he just starts scratching it. Um, I don't know why. Why are you scratching it? Anyone else with a dog in chat? Can, can can why would he be scratching the mirror? Is it just for attention? And he looks he's so tired as well. Why don't why don't you just stay in bed asleep? Um Shanky, Dave, Chitanya, Fidel, Shabby, Moon One, Tina, Smooth Operator, Boji, Aryan, Dr. Jack, Christian, Hasnat, Sava, Molly, Nelson, Marcel, Tudor, Amber Ed, Christian, Tub, Jamie, Ricardo, Jozo, Robin, Daniel, K98. Charmander, Abanav, Hamza, Rick, Ken, everyone, welcome all to the stream. Thank you all for gabbing. Right, you're going to stop being a pest now. Yeah? All right, we're going to put you down. Audio only listeners won't be able to see him, I'm afraid. This is where you should watch on YouTube or after the fact on YouTube. Because not everyone can catch these lives. And, and, and that's fine, you know? We don't all live in, a, in the GMT time zone, okay? That's what I like about this platform. There's a bit, of, it's not just Britishness. Right, it's too much Britishness. I deal with Britishness every day. Um, yes, right. What are we saying in the chat? What are we saying in the poll? Should I say? Um, I've put a poll. Race rating out of ten. That's where we always start with these. I've gone with the range three or lower, four, five, or six and higher. Currently, at about four hundred of you vote, and we've got about forty percent giving it a five. That is the predominant rating at the minute but I'll give it a bit more time for you to put your thoughts down in the poll oh and thank you um, Jalita for joining Friends of Tomo appreciate it thank you very much um, if you want to join the £2 a month um, people on YouTube then feel free crack on uh, Saudi Arabia this was a race that going into it I think rightly there was a lot of anticipation a lot of excitement you got the two well, what we thought anyway were the two fastest um, drivers in terms of, you know, Leclerc, Verstappen, two of the fastest for sure, Verstappen, of course, starting in the bottom 10, um, picking their way through, good overtakes, good action. It was, it was never going to be spa levels of ease, the way Max just cut through the field there. That wasn't going to happen in Saudi. Um, and he didn't end up winning the race, but... <sighs> It did kind of disappoint, didn't it? It did kind of like, like for sure, expectations. It definitely disappointed. And maybe Saudi's, you know, set inflated because it's been, we've had two corkers there before this race. Like 2021, banger, obviously, drama, big drama. 2022 as well, you had a great scrap at the front. When you haven't got that scrap at the front, it does always, you know, there's, it's all well and good having scraps throughout the field. And there were a few. But when it's not at the front fighting for a win, 
you know, so you're always going to be left disappointed. I'm wearing the green um, to rep, but unfortunately, yeah, we had a safety car and it was like, they weren't really like, considering you think, oh, this is guaranteed for a red flag or at least a safety car at some point. And even when the safety car came out for Lance Stroll pulling, I mean, he pretty much pulled it all the way in. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they could have just got away with a VSC there. I know, obviously, in the interest of safety, you'd rather be safe than sorry, but is what it is. Is what it is. Wasn't I wasn't going to change the race at the end of the day. Uh, wasn't going to turn it on its head. You know what I mean? But 650 votes. Most of you have given it a 5. 25% have given you a 4. 23% have given it a 6 or higher, which I think is incredibly generous. Um, 12% have given it a 3 or lower. Well, before we get into that, a reminder, audio only. Again, if you like to listen and not look at me, then you can. Because that's what I do after this. Oh, I forgot to press record. Oh, actually, should I start recording? No, there's, there's no point, is there? Um, actually, no, I will. I'm going to press start recording now. Uh, I'm going to upload this as audio only. So, crack on. Right, okay. So, my rating out of 10 for this race is a 4. It's a 4. It's it's not, um, It can't be more than a... Like, 5 is bang average. It was a below average race. It didn't have much going on. I was kind of contemplating maybe even giving it a 3. Um, yeah, exactly, Michael. They spent the latter half of the race showing the battle for 15th. Yeah, literally. Like, the <laughs> the airtime that the battle for 15th got. I was saying it on the... Uh, I was saying it on the last lap live stream, which if you don't check them out, then you should um, race watch alongs. Uh, Zach, I mean, I'm sure Zach was happy. Yeah, you know I mean, like Red Bulls at the front winning, no, no screen time. They've got the McLaren scrapping for 15th. All them like the Google tablet pixel things on the side of the cars getting, you know, <laughs> bare airtime. <laughs> so it wasn't the end of the world for, uh, for the marketing arm of McLaren anyway. But yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit of a meh race, wasn't it? But there's talking points, there's, there's FIA incompetence as always, as per, a bit of confusion to talk about. So um, it's not all bad, I guess. And look, at the end of the day, Checo Perez win, can never be unhappy about that. Um, was this his fourth win? Or fifth? Is it fourth? I can't even remember. Um, Checo winning, ahead of Max. Little bit of bit of spice, or are we just making a big deal out of nothing? We will discuss that. Is it fifth? There we go, fifth. Um, and you know what? F two. If you didn't check out the F two sprint race on Saturday, you missed by far and away the best race of the weekend, including F one, of course. Um, yeah, that was an absolute worldie. Ayuma Wasa, come on, San. He did an absolute worldie. Feature race was okay, but um, yeah, F2 Sprint. Check out F2 this year if you've not been watching it. Uh, but yeah, 4 out of 10. Not one that will live long in the memory, but Checo did convert the win from pole position ahead of Max Verstappen, who got fastest lap right at the end. And Fernando Alonso held on to that P3, right and all. Otherwise, you look through the field, there's, lot, there's quite a lot, a lot of pairs starting to break out now as well. And you've got to think, with um, with Lance, if Lance hadn't broken down the chance of him finishing fourth, where we jumped science off the start, could he have caught Russell and passed him? I mean, I 
I could have certainly seen it. I think Stroll could have been on for a P4, for sure. Like, he seemed to have the pace. Cracking move that he made on Science on the first lap. Um, that was probably my the best overtake, the most enjoyable overtake, at least, as well, because it was first lap. And those are always good vibes. But, um, yeah, shame for Lance, because he deserved... He deserved more, didn't he? Um, yeah, so Lance, he had... Um, I listened to Lance speak in post-race and he said that there, he was losing power. He was losing pace like for a few laps in a row. And I think that was more to... Because you know when Lance got overcut by the Ferraris, I think? I can't even remember. Um, but Lance came in the pits and then it, it looked like he'd been overcut. But actually, may, I think it probably was more down to him. He said he was losing like a second and a half a lap. Um, and then the team just very aggressively were like, stop the car, Lance. Whenever they're like super on it like that, it means like there's something causing damage. You need to stop the car immediately to reduce as much damage caused by that as possible. So um, it was a shame for him. But uh, but yeah, all in all, we, we did we learn much? We still don't know really where McLaren are. Alpine didn't perform to the expectations that I had of them, uh, which was a bit of a shame. And in terms of predictions, because we both made predictions on Thursday, I made predictions, you made predictions. Uh, let's let's reflect on them, starting with mine. <laughs> I've already looked at these. I had an absolute shocker. Um, so my predictions for this race was Carlos Sainz race win. <laughs> No, Pierre Gasly, best driver. We'll get into that because actually, if you're going to critique, if you're going to have a driver to critique, I think Gasly is one of them. De Vries, worst driver. Meh, I mean, okay, best team Alpine, not bad. Worst team Mercedes, they were actually all right. So they're pretty stinky, aren't they? All pretty stinky. Um, as for yours. Um, as for your predictions, you you did better than me. Um, fair enough, I can take that. Lomo strikes again, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I did um I did predict the top three on Twitter as Perez, Verstappen, Russell. So then that was briefly true, and then it wasn't. Um. We'll get on to Sava. We'll talk about Gasly in a bit. Um, yeah, look, when it, you were pretty spot on, to be honest. You, you, you lot were pretty spot on. So well done. I hope you're happy that you didn't do this like I did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're the race results. Um, in terms of surprises, I mean, I think the biggest support, Ferrari's lack of... You know, Ferrari fourth quickest car on the day was a bit of a surprise. Um, McLaren's getting shocking luck not much of a surprise though. but yeah we move we move we move on from Saudi Arabia there's not going to live long in the memory driver standings after two rounds Verstappen one point ahead of Checo Fernando on 30 though keeping up there two P3s on the bounce for Fernando um, we'll talk We'll talk more because I want to I want to talk about what I'm planning I'm going to talk about something during this and then I'm going to chop it up and add some graphics and edit. And I'm going to put it out as a video later today as well. So I'm giving that a go. 
because I want to talk about topical F1. There's not much topical to talk about, but I think I've got a good subject that I'd like to talk about and get your thoughts and feelings on, put them out into the world. Um, yeah, Leclerc still down in P8, only six points on the board for Charles. Ooh, it's not, it's not looking good, Brev. That's all I'll say. But um, well done, Kevin Magnussen as well, getting a point on the board. It's about time. No, it's good. It's good to see that I, I put this on Twitter earlier. Actually, you, you think right. So, well, if we look at the constructors, you've got yeah, obviously Red Bull clear, whatever, fine. Um, Alpine, you know, doing well, seem to be comfortably fifth best car. Maybe McLaren is is closer. We really don't have a proper gauge on McLaren because we haven't had to clean McLaren McLaren weekend for either car. That's a problem. And <laughs> two races, neither car has had a clean race. Um, but I think that fight for kind of at least bottom five, you know, P6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, that could be, you know, there could be like nothing in it, especially if, you, if you've got a top four, like comfortable top four, then the amount of points on offer, it's only going to be viable when someone else is breaking down. You know what I mean? So, yeah, hopefully, Julie, uh, hopefully Oscar has a, Good time. At least just let him like have a clean race. Just let one of them have a clean race. It was it was it was harsh on McLaren. They were very unlucky yesterday. They were they were unlucky for sure. As much as Lando made a mistake on Saturday, that was his fault. Um, they were unlucky yesterday. I think anyway. Yeah, only P nine and ten on Alpha. Yeah, on pace it seems like that is the case. Um, Maybe Alpine depends because Alpine finished what fourth last year, so they've got more ATR time than most of the teams behind. Less, sorry, ATR time than most of the teams behind them. Will that? Yeah, it's five percent increment. So is that going to make a massive difference? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like things can change very, a lot over the course of the season. We've got remember we've got no race next weekend. Then we've got Australia. Then we've got no race for like three weekends, and then there's Baku, right? That's fourth race, isn't it? And then, yeah, so you've got like that gap and McLaren are talking about bringing their like their car, their actual 2023 car by then, blah, blah, blah. So remains to be seen, remains to be seen. But at the end of the day, I do think, yeah, every team can scrap for points. That is now clear because Yuki's got two P11s and McLaren's pace. I definitely think that's, you know, points worthy for sure from what we have, the limited amount we've seen. Right, um, shall we talk? Oh, actually, I've changed this up a little bit as well. I've actually changed this little segment, next segment, which is usually I called, uh, you know what, because I, ch I changed it this year because winners and losers, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But then oh, it's like performance versus who's actually quickest and outperforming expectation, blah, blah, blah. And then I've done it best team, worst team. And I'm like, oh, actually, that's just a bit, it's a bit boring. It's a bit boring. Who's the best and the worst? No, we're not here for boredom. Are you here for boredom? I mean, maybe you are. But <laughs> we're mixing it up. So instead of best and worst, we're going with worldies and stinkers. And my... I think I've done mine first. Have I done mine first? Or I've done, yeah, I've done mine first. My worldies and stinkers from this weekend at Saudi Arabia... are as follows. The worldy drive, stinker drive, worldy team, stinker team. Okay. Worldy drive, I've gone Checo. 
over max. Stinker drive, I have gone science. Worldy team, I've gone Red Bull. And stinker team, I've gone Ferrari. Now, let me explain. Firstly, worldy drive. Checo over Max, contentious. Max got driver of the day. And I get it. P15 to P2. Fantastic. Unreal, of course. Now, is that Red Bull an absolute weapon? Yes. It is clearly in a very dominant position. Now, there's been a lot of discourse I've seen on Twitter talking about, oh, wait, I left Williams in worldy team. Why did I put Williams in worldy team? Ignore that bit. I didn't mean to put... Did I not update... Yeah, and why is Alfa Romeo in there as well? Oh, yeah, I just forgot to update. I always make a mistake. It's just part of the part and parcel of these streams, isn't it? Come on. Um, anyway... Justice for Gasly. No, 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 no. G Gasly's Gasly's got some uh, got some answers, all right, to um, <laughs> to give. So Perez, the fact that Max caught up, call cool. obviously safety car helped his progress through the field for sure. Um, but you can't argue did a fantastic job. However, Checo put it on pole, stayed on pole. Yeah, he got overtaken by Alonso at the start, granted, but got the position back. And then when Max did get there, Checo was able to keep him behind. Checo was Checo was able to push and no, there's more to it. There's more to it, Jake. There's more to it. There's more to it. Checo was Checo was able to push and keep Max behind. Christian said he thought it was Checo's best drive. And I'm inclined to agree. I I think for him to to hold on and not, if anything, grow that gap to Max. Um, was very impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, that's it. That's it. Obviously, yeah, credit, credit to Verstappen, of course. But um, I'm giving it Checo. He's very good at Saudi Arabia, clearly. Like, he was good there last year. And in the race, he did a very good, very good job. Um, Russell P2. Not P2. Russell in there as well. Russell, great drive. Again, couldn't have done much more, I don't think. Um, has felt quite comfortable in that Mercedes, so good for him. And I put Sonoda in on honourable mention as well. Because um, you know, he was on the, on the fringe in a car that I don't think merits. Yeah, I think it's probably the weakest car. Yeah, I'd, I'd say almost certainly I think that is the weakest car on the grid. Um, so for him to be, you know, two P11s now from, from, from Yuki, I think he did a really good job. Um... Stinker, I've gone science. Now, you look at, yes, Charles was on the soft at the start and able to make progress through, but Carlos just, and, and at the end of the day, I, I think Charles was, the you know, OBS is disconnected. Are we still live? Are we good? Are, are we, are we reconnected? I think we're reconnected. I think we're good. Um, yeah, so... Uh, just science's pace, just all weekend, in qualifying, in the race, was just, poor yeah we're good we're, we're back um and compared to char i honestly like from these first two races i've been really disappointed with carlos i've been i've been very disappointed with where his where his pace has been um and he just yeah i, I feel like char just looks a lot like char looks clear of carlos at the minute yes he finished behind him but you actually watch the 
you you look at qualifying, you look at how the race panned out and what Charles had to do and how, you know, I mean, Carlos lost position to, and no, you know, no offence to Stroll, but he lost position to Stroll off the start. Like, you know, Carlos just doesn't seem in a, in a good place, which I'm really surprised about because, again, second half of last year, his quality pace was right on par pretty much with, with Leclerc. He wasn't, he was like within a tenth of Leclerc if you look at second half of last year. Um, and I'm surprised they didn't swap Science and Leclerc. I'll be honest, because it just uh, you know, Charles just felt faster all weekend. Gasly, I'm putting Stinkar. I've watched it back. I think he squeezes Piastri. I think he causes that accident, which then breaks Piastri's front wing and causes bot- damage to Bottas and Norris and whatever. I-, I think if that's not lap one, I think Gasly probably gets a penalty for that. Um. There's a wall there and Gasly moves across and Piastri is more than far enough alongside. And Gasly, you know, I, I think caused, you know, he caused an incident. It was deemed a racing incident, but lap one, they always deem them racing incidents. I, I, I think it was, uh, oh, it was Gasly, wasn't it? I'm sure it was Gasly because th- there was another Alpine ahead of him. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Gasly. I thought it was Ocon t- t- at first, but then I was like, "Oh, hang on, actually, I'm pretty sure it's Gasly." Um, yeah, it it was Gasly. That so that's that's stinky, PA. That that was uh, that was stinky, and it, and it not only ruined Oscar's race, but also Valtteri's and um, Lando's. So you know, Piastri. I disagree, Piastri. I don't think Piastri. Piastri should no, I don't think you should have backed out. He was more than lo- far enough alongside. Like, like if you, if you watch, actually, hang on, I, me old me old uh, old 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 Dino, the uh, l- l- big Lando prop posted a posted a screenshot of of the point of contact. Right, let me get the. I'm gonna get screen share up. Sorry to any audio only listeners, you can't see. Um, look at how far alongside. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Oscar is entitled to more space than this. Oscar is definitely entitled to more space than he was given by Pierre here. So, um, Pierre, stinker, mate. Sorry, but... You're not getting past me, alright? Um, and I've put Boas and Norris just because they were nowhere, but again, they had damage, so hard to say. Um, oh, yeah, and it was it was minimal contacts, and it, it yeah, the, the outcome was was massive reflect like considering you know you can have not to dig up old wounds um silverstone 2021 hamilton verstappen crashing you know touching at 100 and whatever miles an hour and then lewis can carry on the race and you know doesn't fundamentally damage the car yet boas gets like a tiny little bit of front wing end plate stuck in the bottom of his car and he's losing like a second half a lap <coughs> it's uh it's, it's it's racing though isn't it that is racing racing statistics got banned did they i have not heard about that welded team obviously red bull um ignore the honorable mentions because i didn't update them stinker team ferrari their fourth quickest car there's no excuse for that that's terrible um Again, honorable mentions don't really matter there. Um, but what's more important? Are you... Wait. 
I've just realised something. <laughs> oh no, I've just realised something, chat. I've just realised something. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I spent so much time. <laughs> I spent so much time. Oh, changing it to worldies and stinkers and all that. That I completely forgot to update the graphic for your predictions. So what I'm gonna have to do now, we we can we can work around this, right? Because it's it's a Google it's a Google Forms, right? Oh, we got we got we got okay, we got a nice amount of responses. You, you get to see from the back end what the uh, polls look like. Okay, another Lomo moment. No, it's a Lomo moment. It's not a Womo moment. It's a Lomo moment. Um, it's it's fine. It's it's very bright. Hence why my my face is just lit up a bit more. Right. Let's let's do. Yeah, we will do it live. Exactly. Funky monkey. We will do it live. We're doing it live. Right. Okay. Screen share. Boom. Let's have a look. One thousand. Uh, no no more responses are being accepted. So from one thousand. <laughs> Cheers, Matthew, for the five. I don't deserve the five Aussie, and I have forgotten you. But don't worry, all right. Look, I, I've I just wanted to leave the poll going for as long as possible, so we're just going to do it like this, right? So, best driver is winning. Oh, it's, it's close, but Verstappen takes it by oh point six percent by eleven votes. Max Verstappen takes best drive. It's, it's quite very close. Very close between these two. Who's got 8.9? Alonso. So Alonso's P3 in that. Who, who else we got here? Who's in this one? Russell, 3.4%. Sonoda, 3%. Shout out, Yuki. I like that. Um, this is why it's promoting audio only. We don't see. No, Zelda, If I would just I would just carry on like nothing's happened. <laughs> and then just, yeah, look at the graphic design. Graphic design is my passion. Can I zoom? I'll zoom into this actually to make it bigger on the screen. There we go. Best drive. Lovely. Lovely jubbly. Right. Worst drive. Who we got here? So 32.5% of the vote goes to Lando Norris. I mean, it's harsh, but he was last. So I can, well, of those those who finished, he was last. But, you know, he, he did have damage. So, yeah, that st stinker world he was worse. Worst driver is just so, so, so boring. Um, Bottas as well down there again they both had damage so you know 12.9% Nick DeVries uh, Sonoda did get fortunate with a safety car timing didn't he um, oh yeah and Lando hit a wall in qualifying that's true that is true I did forget about that yeah no you know what fair enough Bottas was just slowing well you know Joe gapped him by two temps in qualifying which I was like you know Joe prop um you know, you know, I like Joe Guan Yu, so I was happy to see that. Who else we got here? Science with 6.1% of the vote. Sergeant with 4.6% of the vote. No Gasly mentions here at all, which, you know, he 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 calls the crash with Piastri. I'm sorry, that's the way I see it. So he's done he's done well to uh, to avoid more critique there, as far as I'm concerned. Did DeVries luck out? I guess that's the thing with safety cars, isn't it? That's what, when you, whenever you see a safety car, it kind of then you have to really concentrate and be like, oh, actually, who's won and lost out like through no fault of their own? You know? But we'll see. Gaslight. Best team. Oh, I wonder who's in this big blue section. It's for... No, 
Red Bull Racing, obviously. Uh, Mercedes, 4.3% of the vote. Alpine, 3.2%. Aston Martin, 35 But, yeah. I mean, I was expecting more from the Alpines. I was, ex I was expecting more from the Alpines, to be fair. But, never mind. And then, worst team... <laughs> 81.3%, sorry, same McLaren. Uh, look, I mean, worse luck, for sure. Um, most disappointing pace, I would say Ferrari, that's why I put them. Like, their pace was most disappointing relative to expectations. Um, but for sure, yes, McLaren, once again, it wasn't their fault, you know, for me. It, Oscar, Oscar wasn't at fault for the incident, so... And Lando just got unlucky. But yes, also Norris did hit the wall in qualifying. So, oh, McLaren, you better hope, McLaren, that this uh, this upgrade for uh, Baku is going to be good because right now it's not looking good. Brave. The Ellie McLaren. I mean, the, the Ellie McLaren is capital for a reason. This is what I mean, right? No other team has a capital in the middle of their name. I mean, unless you're going to make AlphaTauri one word, which they don't put a space in between AlphaTauri officially. But anyway. Anyway, right. And then before we reflect on all of the teams, Fantasy League, I did remember to update this one. This is how I did. I forgot to change my team, which is... It's hilariously pathetic because I literally do a whole section in my stream around Fantasy League and then I forgot to change my team. You know what? What I would have changed, I would have... No, I was originally going to take Leclerc out, but then I was like, actually, no, I think he'll make a lot of overtakes. So then I was, I would have kept him in anyway. It would have been Joe and Hulkenberg I would have tried something with. To be honest, I was thinking I, I would have tried to make one of the Alpine drivers fit. But... I don't think I would have scored many more points. I mean, I guess Alcon and Gasly both got in the points, so. But I probably would have put Gasly in because um, I did think he was going to have a good drive, but he also then took another round. You know what? You say another Tomo L, but actually, I, I'm do I don't know. Can well hit me in the live chat. What what what's your score? What's your total score? I'm on two hundred ninety-three, which actually, when you look at it, right when you. And Hannah's on like 300. Oh no, this is 293 just from this race, by the way. Um, my overall, let me, let me have a look actually. I should put this on the graphic. My, um, what's my, what's my overall position? Leagues, I am, okay. In the, the global league has 1.75 million teams and I am 338,000th. So that is in the top, 20%? Maybe? I'm just... I'm, I'm clasping here, okay? Did Hannah just... No, Hannah, you're not... <laughs> Hannah, you in chat? <laughs> Hannah's not beating me in fantasy. No, no, no. She actually might... So I've got 539 overall. I've got, I've got 539. Hannah's got 302... Hannah, theory me, shocker, shocker. Yeah, as the old, that's, that's actually yeah. Let's get the old. Uh, let's get let's get let's get Tomo, Tomo's league up. 
Tomo F1 to see. Let's have, let's, let's have a butch. Sorry to all you audio-only listeners, but I'm, I'll, I'll talk through as best I can. Um, there we go, right. So I am 1,688th in my league. So I'm not doing very well in my league, actually. But compared to the world, I'm doing quite well. Shumis Vroomis, whoever that is, smashing it. 738 points. Jeez. Let's have a look at your... Okay, that is a... What the hell? How have you afforded all of these drivers? What? 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 Why does it say limitless up here? How have you got all of these drivers? How have you afforded Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc, Sainz, and Fernando, and Red Bull, and Ferrari? Wait, so is that what this is? This limitless thing? Do you get that for one race then? Is that how it works? <laughs> oh, okay. You get limitless money for one week and you cashed it in here. Fair enough. <laughs> Mad. Red Bull level cost cap. <laughs> Very good. That explains a lot, okay. See that I'm holding... Wow, a lot of you scored 687. So there's obviously like... You must all have the same team. Max three times with Checo. Okay. This is like, yeah. Okay. This makes sense as a team. I see that one. Okay. Fair enough. Well, very good, everyone. Very good. Well done. Very pr proud of you all. If you're not in the Tomo F1 to see league, then league code's there. Do it. Make sure you do it. Okay. Come on then. Yeah. Some of those names. <laughs> some of those names are interesting, aren't they? But anyway. Right. Okay. Shall we talk through the teams now? which I've, I've shuffled around the order of teams because from kind of lowest to best, which which means we have to start with McLaren. Sorry, Papaya. Sorry, Lando. Sorry, Oscar. Look, again, I think Oscar getting to Q3 is like undoubtedly a good sign. I think, you know, Lando was setting purple mini sectors before he hit the wall as well. Um, on his quickest lap before he, you know, bottled it. He did. Uh, it happens to the best of them. And you know what? I, I think it's not, you know, Australia was a good race for McLaren last year. What, you got fifth and sixth, didn't you? Lando and Daniel were right next to each other. Um, which was, you know, Daniel actually had a good Australian Grand Prix, which, you know, typically he's had stinky Australian Grand Prix. So... Oscar outpaced Lando convincingly this weekend. Which, uh, I mean, to be, I haven't looked at the, the numbers of race pace between the two of them. Obviously, Lando had damage um, that maybe they weren't able to fully fix. That's all I will say, because obviously Oscar had damage seemingly just to his front wing, which then was replaced, so then he had a completely clear car. I don't know if Lando's damage was something that could... You know, he did he have floor damage, blah, blah, blah. Maybe. It's hard to say. Um, whenever there's that, it's always difficult to give a proper measure. But, look, I, I think Piastri's qualifying P3 is, is for sure that... It's that glimmer of hope that I think McLaren fans need because we still don't really know what their pace is because we've not had a clean race from either car in either race. So, yeah, I, I, I would... As much as, yes, I, I'm, I'm the first one to joke about McLaren Tractor, right? It's funny. But actually... Genuinely, like, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be 
clear of, you know, I think they'll be closer to Alpine than they will be to the back of the field. You know, for sure. Um, yeah, we don't see mistakes like that from Lando very often. May I don't know. Do I think he was feeling the pressure? No, I just think you may be pushing. You know, if you're in a car that is difficult, you know, it was difficult in Bahrain and it still seems like quite a difficult um, difficult car to drive, then, you know, over-pushing maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But remains to be seen for McLaren. Not much more to say. I think Oscar did a good job. But again, we didn't really get to see that pace. So holding out for Baku. But again, Australia was good last time. So hopefully... The team's got a good understanding of what makes what works on this track and they can apply it to this car and not have any incidents. Please, just clean weekend. That would be lovely, McLaren. Um, okay, Alpha Tauri. <sighs> yeah, Yuki, you know, ahead of Nick in qualifying again and but still out in Q1. Both um, Williams, both Alpha Tauri's out in Q1 as well as Lando. <coughs> and still not much to say. Obviously, Franz Tost has been quite um, saying he doesn't trust his engineers, which, again, it's like, I don't know what that achieves, putting that out into the world. It's what it's that thing, isn't it? It's like, we, we criticised Bonotto last year, or the general consensus around Bonotto when he was denying, just, just denying what was going on at Ferrari, um, was was that of, you know, what are you playing at? Like, why are you not admitting? What you say publicly and what you say privately are obviously going to be two very different things if you're in that job. But, I mean, Franz, Franz Tost is not pulling any punches, man. Like, and and I don't know. You feel like they are lining up to sell that team. I mean, that's what all of the, the rumours and the speculation, which, you know, they can deny it all they like, Red Bull, but, you know, there's no smoke without fire. And most of the time when speculation like this comes out into the world it is based on merit now whether they sell the team whether how quickly they'll sell the team how determined they are to sell the team and not just relocate it will remain to be seen but I think yeah I think Yuki's Yuki's done a really good job in his first two races I think he's he's been very very impressive in a car that clearly isn't clearly isn't all there I, I think he's he's given a really good account of himself Yuki I don't think he could have really done too much more and and you know it, it then it's frustrating, isn't it? Because he gets two P11s and he gets zero, like, you know, award for that. I mean, okay, it's slightly, you know, props you up on the old uh, Constructors Championship board, but like, come on, he gets nothing from that. And then you get the McLarens having absolute stinkers in both races and they also get nothing. So it's, it's a shame for Yuki. You could... Did you uh, hear the radio when he got overtaken by Magnussen? <laughs> it's just like, ah! <laughs> it made me jump because what I was doing last lap and I've got the earpiece in. So we don't, the guests can't hear the race, but me and Niran, we've got earpieces in. So we can hear the, the race in one ear and then obviously producers will talk to us. And I just, <laughs> it made me jump. <laughs> I'm going at UQ radio and, Ah! <laughs> also, his com his compatriot Yumi um, Wasa after the F two sprint race when he won <laughs> did you hear his radio as well. 
Because whenever a driver wins, well, in F1 and F2, but in F2, they'll go to each driver, each of the top three drivers' radio. And it goes to Massa, and he's like, the, the, he's like, Dam's engineer's like, oh, well done, you move, you're like, you've won. And he just goes, yay. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, mate. I hope that kid makes it to F1. He seems like the real deal to me. I really do. But yeah, and maybe at this team, we'll see. Because uh, De Vries hasn't impressed me, um, considering, our, you know, yes, he's he's not a traditional rookie. And I think, you know, you look at his experience, that should be considered when looking at Nick De Vries as a driver. Because I think, you know, you can certainly say that there's many words to describe Yuki Tsunoda's career up to this point. I think consistent is not one of them. So for him to do a very consistent job in these two races relative to Nick, but then I guess also relative to the rest of the field. I think Yuki's taking another step up. I, I think I'm basing that. Maybe there's a bit of, bit of copium. I'll be the first to admit. Um, but also I think De Vries, yeah, that's made his job a little bit more difficult as well. So yeah, I mean, look, Sonoda, Owasa, Honda by the team, obviously that would be immaculate vibes, but we will see. We will see. We shall see. Alpha Tauri, pull your fingers out. Williams, you know what, right? Qualifying, Sargent went quicker than Albon. And look, that little corner cut, which wasn't a corner cut, it was going over the white line and touching the white line. Logan didn't gain anything from that. I get it, rules are rules, right? It's harsh, but Logan shouldn't, like... It, I get it's harsh, but also, if that's the rule, then this is just silly. And then Logan lost his head a little bit because he was trying to recover. And then he went wide into turn one and then hit the wall because he, he got frustrated. I just, uh, it, it, I, th I think that Logan's like really good. Like, I really do. Like what, from what I've seen so far, like he's going to really push Alex. Like he's going to beat Alex in a number of qualities this year. I'm pretty certain of that because he, he kind of already has. Like, yes, the, the record books won't remember it because the lap got deleted, but he went quicker than Alex. That would have got him into Q2. Um, it's, a, it's a stupid... Look, but he'll learn from it. It's his second race and, and you know, a lot of that that kind of mentality game and, and being able to not just not make them silly mistakes, but then also not lose your head afterwards. Um, that'll come with time, you know, that'll come with time. And he will learn from this. But yeah, in terms of um, in terms of the race itself, I think Logan lost out a bit on strategy. Obviously, Alex had the brake issue as well, um, which isn't good. I still don't know why Alex went around. Um, it, once he knew he had a brake issue, surely that's you, you know that's it. You just got to retire the car. Unless he felt like, or unless the team felt like they could maybe recover it. I don't know. Um, in terms of like resetting something and, but I don't know. It was, um, yeah, Alex, you're right, um, Shraz. Alex said it was the best he's ever felt in that car, which is very optimistic. And he seemed quite optimistic that points were on the board if it wasn't for that brake failure and, you know, a bit more luck going in his way. So, um, to get, yeah, to get, yeah, but that, Maria, that doesn't really cut because he, he took the final corner which is literally a hairpin so he didn't need to do a whole nother lap to slow the car down there must have been a another reason for him to do another lap round, round for sure because he'd already slowed the car down enough to get round that final hairpin 
So if he's slowed it enough down to get around that final hairpin, it's slow enough for him to... It's not going to be any slower. You know what I mean? Bernie Collins said they wanted to get more data. Yeah, fair enough, Carol. It makes sense. Something like that. Um, but yeah. All in all, I, I think, you know, as much as no points on the board, I think Williams can be fairly happy. I think they can be happy with Sargent's progress. He's doing bits. And again, Alex is making good noises about the car. The ultimate pace might not be there, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, William, um, Williams have got great straight line speed and, and lacking downfalls. So that's why they have the good straight line speed because they're, you know, less drag. They're converting less of that air into a downfall, so more of it is just going through the car, basically. Oh, yeah, Bernie was great on the comms, but if you watch the Sky Sports F1 site, I think Bernie was brilliant. Like, having insight from an actual modern-day F1 race strategist who's been at that team, who'd been in F1, been at McLaren, been at Racing Point Force India, whatever, for years. Um, I thought she was brilliant. She was really good. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, positive for Williams, as much as the points weren't there on the day. Um Haas, yeah, I mean, look, K-Mag in the points, Hulk out-qualified K-Mag again, but once again in the race. I don't really know what happened to to, to Hulk and, and K-Mag, um, but ultimately, I think I think Haas can be happy that this driver lineup is, is close, because I think they are close, and consistent. Hulk did, do you remember when Hulk drove into the wall, going into turn one? He, like, scraped the wall. He wasn't concentrating. Obviously, the the back of the the back tires were a bit wider than the uh, the front. Hello, Ponden. Don't call me that. <laughs> um, it was um, it was questionable from Nico. He was probably w wasn't fully concentrating there. I, I felt like a bit of a Kimi Raikkonen end of his career kind of. Oh, whoops! Sorry, wasn't con wasn't looking. <laughs> it maybe a bit rust. I don't know. Minor lapse in concentration. That could have been a very embarrassing crash for Nico Hülkenberg if it had been, you know, a bit more dodge. But never mind. K-Mag in the points. Again, Haas. They've got some performance there for sure, which is nice. Um, not much more to say, really. Not much more to say about the Americans. Um, oh, hopefully those reports about, you know, Haas, CNC doing dodgy dealings with um a certain questionable very questionable government at the moment is uh hopefully that's unfounded because it certainly doesn't sound good anyway next alfa romeo look I, I think good weekend for joe um out qualified of outry obviously valerie picked up that damage straight away so he fell through down the pack did wonder why he was like 30 odd seconds off of the back of Oscar um, like more than a whole pit stop at one stage so yeah I think that is it harsh mind control that he hit the wall going into turn one because he was looking at the apex isn't that what every other driver does on every other lap I don't think that's harsh um, yeah Alfa Romeo just yeah not not the car doesn't see, I, I, both drivers are quite positive after like in terms of they feel like the car's got more pace than it showed um, again it's so tight in that midfield pack it's so tight that it's going to be very hard for, for anyone to really establish themselves I think those four points that Valtteri got 
in Bahrain could actually end up being a significant, you know, determining factor in how that Constructors' Championship turns out towards the back end. So, yeah, look, I, I think that Joe's good, doing a good job. Valtteri did a very good job last race. I think Alfa Romeo can be pretty happy with how their drivers are performing right now. I, I do think Joe's, from what I'm seeing, he's right up there with Valtteri. Like, if you had to, I'd say he's every bit as good as Valtteri is right now, honestly. Look at Talinda last season. Um, their pace deficit, nothing in it, really. Um, look at this season, yes, first race, but, you know, Joe had his own issues in Bahrain. But as he had his own issues this race, I think I think they're very close. And again, that that's good for Alfa Romeo. So, um, but once again, not much to say. It was... A, a poor race, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying here, my best. We're 49 minutes in, though, and I still haven't talked about the best teams. Alpine. Yeah, Alpine I was kind of um, expecting more from. They, obviously, both cars in the points, P8 and 9. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's about what they can expect, I guess. I did get a bit of head loss, thinking, oh, they'll be fighting up there with, like, the, the top lot, and that just wasn't to be. So, yeah it's just frustrating man they're just a frustrating team Alpine and Ferrari frustrate me <laughs> really annoy me because they're big manufacturers they talk this big game and they've got all this resource and they've got all this like access to resource and then you look at what Aston Martin have done and you look at the more independent because even though Mercedes are owned by Daimler like they give like Toto own well they are no more owned by Daimler than they are owned by Toto Wolf technically because it's a third Daimler, a third Toto, a third Ineos. So the like the Ineos Toto kind of that's sixty six percent of that team, and they they run it more like an independent team um, than seemingly Alpine, Renault, and Ferrari. Certainly Ferrari do. Ah, yeah, just they're just a frustrating team that they just don't have the pace. Because I think Ocon and Gasly, you know, they've got a lot to prove, and I think I think they can do it. I think I think if Alpine give them a a front-running car, I think they can scrap with the best of them. I really do. I don't see any reason why they couldn't. Um, but what can I say? Again, I think I think Gasly was more at fault for that incident with Piastri for sure. And Ocon actually had a clean race and didn't serve any penalties, so well done. Pink car looked good. Yeah, I know. You back, be back to... Is it pink car in Australia? Or is it blue and pink? Um, back to the blue and pink that you can see on screen. Um, not sure. Do you think doing a going up go to another team in twenty four? He needs to see. Yeah, we'll see how doing does in F two this year. He's, he's doing all right. He, he had a bit of a stinker in Bahrain, but he's doing did well in Saudi. So we'll we'll see about Jack. Depends. Is it pink still? Yeah, three three races. I've I was I wasn't sure if it was three or two. But, um, yeah, I, lo I love the uh, love the pink Alpine. It'd be a shame to see it go. Um, and then Ferrari. Oh God. Ah man. Cheers, Matthew. Friends of Tom, I appreciate it, mate. Um, I had a little rant on last lap, actually, about Ferrari. Ferrari just annoy me. It just pissed me off, man. I'm just sick of it. Javi, come on. Yeah, I know, right? Javi with a late call um, for Shaw. Could have potentially jumped Hamilton because um, he could have pushed. Ah, oh, Ferrari, man. Just, just how can you go from like they were they were 
the only I saw a graphic on Twitter, which you know, there's only facts on Twitter, so I'm going to choose to <laughs> tell you it. I, I'm, it was like Ferrari have got relatively worse around this track than last season. Yes, they they have slowed down turn 22, but everyone else seems to have gotten quicker on this track. Regardless, and Ferrari have got that slower. I don't know. It's going to take time for Fred to to really enforce his methodologies. Um, apparently, a lot of the Bonotto um, loyalists to Bonotto are leaving. Um, you know, there's talk. Oh, you've got David Sanchez who's leaving. I think he's on his head of Aero. He's on gardening leave, going to go to McLaren, it seems. Uh, maybe that's uh, Andreas Stella. You know, maybe Andreas Stella is like to to his old Ferrari like mates in the engineering department and that like ah oh, come on, come come join the Stella like maybe you could see that happen. Um, yes, nepotism is is the word, Lucas, for sure. I, I think it's um it's a shame that it's. I think Fred knew what he was walking into, but I think that there's just the management at the top. Just it's just it's unacceptable. It's it's ridiculous. Um, it's like they don't want a successful racing. They'd rather have complete control than have a successful racing team. Now, look, I would rather have complete control of this YouTube channel and not get an editor and not outsource anything and do this all myself. But I'm not trying to win the YouTube F1 YouTuber World Championship, right? There's a lot of channels I'm never going to be as big as because I don't want to outsource stuff. But you know what? I'd rather just do it all myself. I like having control of it. I like being able to do everything myself. I know I can do everything. Yes, I could. Oh, I'm going to get an editor who's better than me. I'm going to get a scriptwriter who's better than me. I'm going to get a thumbnail designer who's better than me. I could do that. And I could make a better YouTube channel. But I want to because I'm not fighting at the front. I'm not fighting for a world championship of YouTubers. You know, if I'm not going to do that things, I can't cry about not having a million subscribers or any of that, right? But Ferrari, it's an F1 team. That is the only aim. It's not about vibes or having fun, you know? It's about winning. And like, they're just, honestly, it's it's so frustrating. And I feel for, I feel for the Tifosi, I feel for the Italian fans and I get the pressure's high, right? I get the pressure, the expectation is high, but it's just, it's just nonsense, mate. It's still nonsense. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for the love. I appreciate it. I I I like I like it just the way I do it as well because it's all mine, mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, Ferrari just it's just silly, isn't it? Fourth quickest car this weekend. It's not good. It's not good. May, maybe Shog, maybe third quickest. Maybe if Science was just having a bit of a stinker, and obviously Leclerc, you know, not getting the jump on Hamilton that he could have maybe got. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's annoying. I don't really have more to say on Ferrari. I mean, Charles did what he could. Science didn't look great. Time will tell. Time will tell. Right, Mercedes. Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. You know what? Like, again, it's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, you look at Mercedes relative to Ferrari. Oh, you know, both cars finished ahead of both Ferraris. Cool. But that delta to the front is still huge. Um, they're still behind Aston Martin. Like I think we've seen in these two races that Aston Martin have a more complete car 
a more complete overall package than Mercedes do. I think that's, you know, clear as day, really. Um, I guess they did what they could, right? You know, George, fantastic in qualifying, um, held on in the race. I Again, I, I think, um, what was it? George couldn't keep within five seconds. With Fernando's 10 seconds, he was originally just ahead of uh, Hamilton by that three tenths, but then obviously that got reversed. So, um, yeah, and Alonso gapped Russell at the end and Russell said he was pushing like hell exactly, Hamza. Look, it's, um, it's all relative, isn't it? Mercedes aren't where they want to be, obviously. Um, there's... It just feels like that team was always gonna. You look at continued success, people getting their heads turned about, you know, we're at a team that's winning at the front all the time. You know, okay, Aston Martin, hmm. Let's, let's go over there. I'm Eric Blondin. Let's go over there. Ex Mercedes head of Aero. I'll do that. Luca Fabato from Alfa Romeo. Dan Fowles from Red Bull, etc., etc. A lot of. Um, didn't a lot of Mercedes people go to Rebel powertrains as well? I feel like that was a thing. And yeah, it's just uh, it's a frustrating situation for the team. We'll see how quickly they can turn things around, but there's certainly not. A, well, I can't even begin to imagine there's a championship fight coming from Mercedes, surely. So, yeah, I, I think there was certainly, I saw a little bit of murmurings around uh, George versus Lewis in terms of like, because what, Lewis was on the medium, George was on the hard, and Lewis was within about, what, three, four, five seconds, wasn't it? I need you to help me out here, chat. I can't remember exactly. I don't remember all of these numbers. But, yeah, they've been, yeah, a lot of, you know, Teams poaching Mercedes staff want a new challenge, something different, winning all the time. You know, it's kind of part of the reason Lewis left McLaren. Like, yeah, maybe he saw the down, you know, but he also wanted he wanted to do what Michael did, you know, build up a team from, you know, not doing great to be the best. And that's what Michael did with Ferrari. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think that was that, yeah, because Lewis and George were, were were close, but they weren't like. Because I know there's been some critics. Oh, that George should have let Lewis pass, and maybe Lewis could have challenged Fernando. I don't think that was going to happen, regardless. Um, I don't know. Uh, they're they're both very close. We saw that last year. Lewis just isn't quite as comfortable in this car as George is. Look, in a way, it's like you look at what happened with Daniel Ricciardo last year a very experienced driver, when they've got a difficult car or a car that doesn't suit them, I I think there's certainly an argument you could make that they struggle more, the more experienced drivers struggle more, typically, um, because you've got all this, you know, baked in, you've got all these assumptions you make about how a car should drive and Lewis has talked about how, you know, this really doesn't suit him, he's really not his cup of tea and it's not what he wanted. Um Whereas these younger drivers maybe can, you know, adapt and because they're younger and they're more malleable. Maybe. I don't know. That could, that could be nonsense. I'm just putting thoughts out 
and speaking speaking my trail of thought. I don't know. And yeah, Fernando, you know, Fernando is is an example about that. You know, Fernando Fernando is an example that uh, goes against that because he he's quick in everything he drives. Um, I'm not comparing Lewis to Danny Rick for God's sake. <laughs> it's just you know the, these situations. All right, it, it's it. You don't know how much you, you look at what Lewis being four tenths off George in qualifying. You know he's not four tenths slower than George Russell. In qualifying trim, no, but George is more comfortable in this car. So, but every driver's individual, in, every driver's an individual, every driver's independent, and everyone, there's always nuance to every single individual. So, um, and he's yeah, he's struggling with the setup exactly. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, okay, but not great from Mercedes again. Right, uh, before we talk about Aston Martin, I want to talk about Red Bull actually first because Aston Martin is how, how I want to kind of round out this um, stream. Hello, Taylor. Good to see you, mate. Look, I, I think that Checo did a great job. Seemed comfortable in this car. He was very comfortable around Saudi Arabia last year in this car and he was once again. He's good on street circuits. This suited him. You know, do I think that Checo is going to be able to mount a title challenge Again, if I had to bet on it now, I'd say no. It's almost in a way similar to, you know, when Bottas would have a really strong start, you know, win the first race, you know, with two races in Checo's one race already. Um, you know, Bottas would win a race early on alongside Lewis at Mercedes. And, oh, Bottas title challenge. And then by mid-season, it's kind of fallen away. Um, I don't see Perez maintain maintaining this. I, but I certainly hope he proves me wrong for sure. Like, of course, come on. Um, who wouldn't want to see that? Come on, that would just be incredible. Perez challenging Max right to the end. And we did see, we did see a little bit of spice, didn't we? We did see a little bit of spice. Um, now, obviously, part of it is okay. Are we drawing more attention to this? These little like. You know, Max saying about he's not happy, finishing P2. You know, Jos Verstappen looking like he's just been slapped in the face by Salmon. Like, you know, the the team radio between, you know, Perez being like, why are you telling me to do 133 when Max is doing mid-132s? Blah, blah, blah. Now, is is any of this stuff, like, out of the ordinary for teammates no, I, I, somewhat no. Like some of it isn't. Like Charles was moaning about being stuck behind Carlos. He was implying that he wanted to be let past. Um, you know, Lewis and George. You know, they're both. You know, George, we saw George last year in um, in Zanville, didn't we? He, he kind of didn't want to listen to the team because he wanted to prioritize his performance. You know, it happens, right? It happens between teammates. This is not just a Max Checo thing, but I think obviously with the context of what happened last year in Brazil and I, the stuff that speaks volumes is certainly, yeah. Like, Jos Verstappen just looking completely, like, empty behind the eyes as Checo literally goes mad with the team right next to him. <laughs> That's crazy. That that certainly speaks for um, 
and you know what, like Yoss was the one who you know made all these comments initially after Monaco last year, as well, um, saying that he wasn't happy. Like it was like one race where like Perez got the better of Max in the end, and whether he crashed on purpose, whatever. Like, and and then you know Yoss is like talking about it, and I don't know. It's just um, it's it's pretty mad. But look, I, part of it from 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 Max anyway, and Max Sand is not happy with P two. Like that is the mentality he has, and he's got you know you've got to say part of that absolute you know win or nothing mentality, like not interested unless you're winning, is is part of the reason why he is here, and part of the reason why he is you know I think the best F one driver in the world right now. Like he is, but it's just like it is. I don't know. Like Perez was like, "Oh, hang on." He was a bit. I think he was a bit concerned, wasn't he? He was a bit concerned that the team were gonna, you know, he he wasn't prepared to kind of manage and then let Max pull up to the back of him. He wasn't prepared for that to happen, so he just pushed. So yeah, and it's, it's 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 a team sport. It's a team sport, but you've got F one drivers are selfish. Like you, you have to be. You have you have to be selfish. You have to be selfish as a driver. And then it's on the team to manage your two selfish drivers. You just have to be. Um, but there you go. They're looking rapid. Look, we'll see. As the season goes on, obviously their ATR punishment will hit them. Um, but how much will it hit them? That is the question. Let's talk about Aston Martin. Or well, actually, before we talk about Aston Martin... Let's go back to let's go back to main screen. We'll, we'll get another intro roll again. Look at that three D logo. Oh, love it. Right, let's get up. A, I want I want to get a poll going. So, which which team is the best hope for challenging Red Bull? Challenging Red Bull this season. So, do you think Aston Martin, do you think Ferrari, do you think Mercedes, or do you think other? Which team is our best hope? Is our best hope of, of challenging Red Bull this season? This is what I want to get first, right? Your, your, the consensus, the people's beliefs. Because, you, look, it's... Yeah, obviously it's looked for good, good for Aston Martin in these first two races. Yeah, Mercedes have consistently been kind of up there. Depends how big this upgrade is that's coming. But again, a complete car philosophy change isn't gonna, you know, that's not gonna come overnight, is it? Ferrari, how much of their woes are fundamental to the car and not just, you know, <sighs> fundamental the fundamental to the car versus like setup. Uh, you know, things that they could dial out, you know. Because it, it feels like Ferrari's lost pace overnight. It's actually mad. But also it kind of shows how much they've caught up. Yeah, 78% of you say Aston Martin. You know, I, I think what's what's more pivotal in this, right? Well, there, there's a few factors that it, it's clearly, to me, it's clearly Aston Martin. The fact that it's not 100% Aston Martin is shocking to me like it's clearly Aston Martin 
It has to be, right? Multiple reasons. So you've got Lance Stroll, first and foremost, is stepping up, has been relative to Fernando, quite considerably better than I think most of us gave him credit for, like like what we expected him to be. I think Lance is going to be that driver to, you know, it wasn't his fault the car broke down. He could have quite comfortably got a P4, I think, yesterday. Um, I think that was certainly on the cards. And I think where Fernando does have that, there is that distinct jump between Fernando and Lance, but Lance can be there. I think Lance is proven that he can be close enough to support. Um, that's going to really help Aston Martin push it forward. There was always the question, you know, is that going to be the Achilles heel to this team long-term? The fact that Lawrence owns the team is great from a, you know, putting money into it, from hiring the right people. He's clearly done a very good job on that front. But then always having Lance in that seat, is that going to hold them back? And, you know, did Barrichello hold Ferrari back when they were winning championships with Schumacher? Um, you know, did Bottas hold Mercedes back when um, Lewis Hamilton was winning championships with Mercedes? You know, having that distinct number one, two driver that, you know, I feel like they do clearly have at Aston Martin and I don't think Lawrence is going to be naive to that. He would be silly to be naive to that. He's giving his son a seat. That is enough. He doesn't need to push Lance to be, oh no, I'm going to make sure Lance is number one or they're equal with Fernando. No, Fernando is quicker than Lance. That's fair. That's that's going to happen, right? I don't see Lance out-qualifying Fernando many times this year, but the fact that that Lance Stroll asset is stronger than most of us gave credit for you know, it's what his seventh, eighth season, whatever it is. 2017 was his first season in F1. Um, rightly so. He, he should have improved and he should be at a good level by this stage, seven years into his career. Um, but that's, that's, that's the first thing. That's a big plus. Then you've got to look at the fact that, okay, so the ATR, the aerodynamic tunnel um, regulations, whatever it's called, uh, the way that works, so it's split down the middle of a season. So the way the season ended last year with Aston Martin finishing P7, that is the ATR allocation that you get from the start of this year to June, end of June, I believe. So until from now, from January until the end of June, Aston Martin have, what, 100% of the allocation, whereas Red Bull have 62.5%. Uh, Mercedes have 80%, Ferrari have 75%, even like Alpine have 80%, McLaren have 85%. Aston Martin have got not just more than the other teams like at the bottom, but way more than the other teams around them at the top. So the fact that they've got so much more aerodynamic time and testing and clearly what they're doing is working, the fact they've turned this car around. It's not like, you know, you can have a fundamentally flawed philosophy like the Mercedes, for example, that seems to be a fundamentally flawed philosophy. You chuck as much ATR time at that as you want. There's a ceiling there that they seem to be pretty close to from, from everything. Like Toto said, like this is a fundamentally, there's a, there's a, there's a cap to how quick that philosophy can go. And it seems that these other philosophies, the Red Bull Ferrari one potentially can go further. Right. So then it's a decision. Okay. We've got all this ATR term and we know we've got an aerodynamic platform that works already. So we're only going to build on that with the ATR. You know, like we we saw Ferrari, you know, taken away at the start of last season, right? And it was, you know, Red Bull had their issues. They looked quick, but they looked unreliable. 
And Red Bull pulled their finger out, they sorted it out, and by mid-season they were pretty much clear. After you know, Spa was the first race off after the summer break. Max Verstappen just drove away P14 to P1 in like 12 laps. Insane, right? Aston Martin, you know, uh, already have that good philosophy. Mercedes have to play catch up because they have to, you know, break down what they've done wrong. They're going to change their direction from everything we've heard from Toto, from Lewis being very unhappy with the car. You know, Jules happier with the setup, but he's not happy with the pace of the car, for sure. Like, you can have a, you know, what would you rather give a driver? A slow car that drives well and feels good or a quick car that's unpredictable and unstable. They take the quick car every time because that's what's going to win them championships. This is what the Red Bull was for years when it was higher rake and Max would get the odd result on, you know, particularly on like non-engine focused tracks like Mexico. He, he would do bits and he'd, he'd win those races more often than not relative to, to the Mercedes, even though it was a tricky car. He like so much nose. And you know what? Like a stable car is rarely... Rarely, and this is where big credit goes to Mercedes for their to turbo hybrid era dominance, because that was not only a very stable car, look at that 2020 Mercedes, for example, it was a very stable, long wheelbase, quick, it had everything. It was not only a joy for the drivers to drive, but it was also very quick. And a lot of the time you don't get both. And Aston Martin are onto something good here. They've got all this ATR time, a lot more than Ferrari, a lot more than Mercedes. They know they're on a good path as well. They know they're on the the right path because the path, again, this is this is all a product of Fallows. Like Fallows came from Red Bull. He knew what Red Bull were doing. He knows that direction. He's put them on that same direction. He's not stolen any data, but it's all up here. He knows what Red Bull were trying to do. He's gone on that same direction. He's taken the car. He knows what the the ceiling is, I guess. Well, he, he knows that the ceiling is no different. That's the thing. It's the same ceiling. The Red Bull Aston Martin ceiling is the same ceiling because they're going down the same direction. So if anyone's going to challenge Red Bull, it has to be Aston Martin. Because not only that, you've got Fernando who's doing bits. Like the fact that he's come back into this sport... And done as well as he has, and his longevity, more races than anyone ever. Yes, the pit box thing was very silly. Of all the drivers I expected to make a mistake like that, it was not Fernando Alonso. He's literally lined up on a grid in an F1 race more than any single person ever. No one. No one's come close. Well, okay, Kimmy's come close. But Kimmy's already retired. We could at least get another two seasons out of Fernando. I mean, there's more races than there's ever been as well. So it's like, you add all that together... And there's no way that Aston Martin aren't the team that are going to take the fight. Unless, because this is the thing, right? Ferrari have got in difficulties within the team that Fred's got to get on top of. Mercedes have a fundamentally flawed philosophy that they're saying they're going to need to change. They're going to need to spend a lot of time and resource in putting something else together. Right? They can't change the chassis because that would cost too much. I know Toto said this, but in terms of changing your aerodynamic base to it right you know that's that's not going to change overnight <laughs> if anything right i know maybe this is a long shot but the two percent who went other in the poll like mclaren are, are talking about they're cooking up something big right because they got caught out by the floor changes they got caught out by raising the floors James Key said that that then put the development of their 
kind of new car back. That's why they missed. They didn't have this Baku car that's come in on in round four. Apparently, they didn't have this car for the start of the season. Could that be? Could could that be? Like Aston Martin have done it. That's the thing, right? You you might say, "Oh, McLaren up the top." Don't be silly. Or Alfred, I don't know, whoever, right? You say that, but Aston Martin did it. Aston Martin literally did it. They were they were rubbish at the start of last year. They were like ninth, tenth quickest car. Even by the end of the year, they were still, you look at the points, they still scored less than McLaren and less than Alpine by a good amount in the second half of that season. So they were like comfortably sixth. They were closer because you had a few times where they lost out points and they, they were actually on, on par with the Alpine and McLaren. But... I think you can say they were sixth quickest car in the second half of last year. But they've done it. They're, like, they're second now. They're clear of Ferrari. They're clear of Mercedes. These teams aren't infallible. Just because they've got the big name doesn't mean that they can't be overtaken and beaten. So, you know, there's always a chance that someone else could do that as well. Like, there genuinely is. And I just, it's, it's clearly Aston Martin. It's clearly Aston Martin to me. Absolute, it has to be Aston Martin. They are, they are our only hope. They are our only hope for a multi-team championship battle this year. Aston Martin, you can do it. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? Because it used to be Aston Martin Rebel Racing as well. So now it's Aston Martin Rebel Racing at the front. But anyway, thank you, Matthew, for the five Aussie. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to rant. I was just going in. I, was, I, I just had my blinkers on for a bit. Now, obviously, when you look at the... Let's have a look at the uh, championship standings as we stand right now today. Perez, question now, I guess, is... And I guess one last, yeah. One last poll. Um, oh, actually, here's a good poll. Uh, who, who will be more of a challenge to Max... In the championship this this year, will it be Aston Martin or Sergio Perez? Ah, see. So, will it be Aston Martin? So, I'm talking. Obviously, is Stroll going to be up there with Fernando? You know, he's already 22 points behind Fernando. Probably not. But obviously, Stroll qualifying higher potentially in a quick Aston Martin could be a thorn in Max's side. So Aston Martin collectively or Checo? Because yes, right now, Checo is more of a thorn in Max's side. Like we look at the first two races of this year. If you ignore, like right now, if you ignore all the context of Checo relative to Max in 2022 and 2021, if you ignore all that and just look at this season, Perez is right up there with Max. Like he, he's been... Like he was close in Bahrain in qualifying, very close, a bit further off in the race, granted. But this week he was, you know, he had the pace to to keep Max behind in the race when Max did eventually catch up, helped out by the safety car to a degree. Yes, Max would, would he have got pole in qualifying? Yeah, probably. Um, but it's certainly not seemingly after two races, again, Bottas, Hamilton, Perez at strong start, he had a strong start last year as well. Relative to, and then Max kind of settled into it and then took off. The thing is, over the course of a whole season, a whole season, we've had two of 23. 
you know, will will Checo be able to sustain that pressure or will Aston Martin utilize this 100% ATR time? Because they, they only get this 100% ATR time until June 20, um, June 30th. So once that, um, once we get to June 30th, that then next lot of ATR time is going to be based off the new constructors uh, championship, which again, at the moment is looking like Aston Martin are going to be second, maybe third by June. You know, I think we can safely assume that they're probably going to be second in the constructors by June 30th, which is, hang on, what, what, let me have a look at the uh, calendar. Let me have a look at the old calendar. What race is? Uh, uh, no, I don't want to look at that one. Give me the give me the, give me the full schedule, please. So June. Okay, so that's the weekend of the Austrian Grand Prix, which is round ten. So between here, between now and the end of round nine, which is Canada, Aston Martin have got all these additional runs, aero runs. But then after then, they lose that because then there'll be probably P2 in the constructors, so then they'll only get whatever it is, uh, 75% of the of the ATR time instead of 100%. So Aston Martin need to like strike while the iron's hot now as well, because if they're going to be a consistent front runner now, Aston Martin, this big extra chunk of aero time that they're getting right now till the end of June, they need to capitalise, make the most of it while they've got it while they've got that relative advantage compared to the rest of the field, you know. Will they? I don't know. Will they or won't they? What's the, what's the, uh, what's, what's the poll, Sam? 77% of you think Perez is going to give more of a challenge to Max than Aston Martin. It just depends on how much you believe in Aston Martin's engineering minds to, and again, diminishing returns, you know, how close you think the closer you get to the ceiling, the performance ceiling of these cars, you know, you can only add so much that there has to be a something that there is a perfect car design that exists in, in theory, in theory that exists, the perfect car design for these regulations. It, it theoretically exists. And as teams get closer, the gains you can make, the gain that Aston Martin made relative to the end of last season, let alone the start of last season, was huge. You're not going to make those same big gains when you're operating at the seeding unless you make some worldy breakthrough. But the, the closer you get to that theoretical ceiling, the less advantage there is to be you know, exploited. And hopefully that's going to be part of the everyone kind of converging, right? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who would be more of a challenge to match in the championship this year? Because again, based off these first two years, uh, first two races, Checo for sure. But I'm just reluctant to get carried away because I know what happened at the start of last year. I know what happened in the Bottas Hamilton years as well. Uh, and I know the kind of, the weight that Max carries in that team and just how good he is when he doesn't have, uh, you know, an issue in qualifying. You know, is he is he winning this race if he doesn't have an issue in qualifying? Probably. So, in that instance, in terms of a challenge to you know, if you think if you're if you're one to every race, but Max is one and Perez is two in every race, you know, after ten rounds, that's a seventy point gap. You know, did the maths, which is huge, um, and that's pretty insurmountable. So. 
you know, Perez can't afford to just keep finishing second relative to Max, and he beat him this weekend. But but he's going to have to hope for Max issues, I think. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm maybe inclined to say Aston Martin. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. But yeah, okay, right. Hour 24, blimey. These streams are getting longer, man. Um, thank you all for coming. Let me just make sure. I don't think I missed any super chats. Um, oh, roll, roll intro for one final time as well. Yeah, look, we'll see, we'll see. It's a long season to go, so don't lose hope, all right? Let's hold on to some hope, please, that this isn't just going to be a, a Red Bull slash Max Verstappen title walk away okay and i love i shout out to all my australians who are up in the middle of the night watching this stream for for some bizarre reason um hello dime good to see you mate uh yeah you have minton time at the start okay you only get one lot of minton time per stream i'm afraid all right okay otherwise it, otherwise if you get too used to him then it doesn't it loses its charm <laughs> Like the stream. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Double check, please. And uh, yeah, I will see you all. Yeah, I'm going to... My little um, Aston Martin rant, I'm going to edit into a little video. And I'm going to try and put that out later today. And I've got another video that I'm working on that I might put out later this week as well. So yeah, cheers everyone. Thank you all for coming. I've got a stag do next week, um, this weekend coming as well, actually. Stag do perfectly placed in between Grand Prix. Thank you, Claude, for um for putting it either side. No, in, in the middle of me. Um, but yeah, cheers everyone. Stay safe, be well, be happy. Drink water, stay hydrated so you don't get a kidney stone like I did um last month. Because that was the most painful experience of my life. <laughs> see see you, everyone. Thank you all for coming.